Welcome to the Thrive and Shine Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Sabrina Orkies. Welcome to the show, guys. So this is Valentine's weekend. I hope you all enjoyed. This is the time of year when I always think of my single friends for some reason. It must be just like the empath in me. Um, I always feel like I need to go the extra mile for them. Just because, you know, they're comfortable being alone, but it's still like one of those holidays that they probably hate and, you know, just like to be there for them. So today my guest is Raven Scott. She does human design, which I know isn't a very well-known thing. I've only just learned about this a few months ago. Um, One of my friends introduced it to me. And she is now also studying it in a group setting. So that's kind of cool. I'm kind of interested to see what she has learned. So I guess I just kind of want to go over um, a couple of things that I pulled from our interview today. She did actually do my reading on here just to kind of like show you how it goes and how it like really did pertain to my life. It was very, very interesting. And you know, it's just, it's everybody has their own human design. It is your blueprint of your life. No matter what your beliefs are, has nothing to do with that. It is based on where you live or where you were born, the time of day that you were born and your date of birth. So I'm pretty sure that's it. But Yeah, so I'm very anxious. I still haven't looked up my daughter's or my husband's, but I'm very anxious to read those because I want to see how our relationships, um, how it affects our relationships, really. But one of the interesting things that she had said about mine was that I'm a multitasker. Um, Like, and that is so huge for me because I always have 5,000 things going on at once and going on in my brain at all times. And I've always been an excellent multitasker. I think that all of my friends would vouch for that if if they, once they hear this about the human design for me. Um, My overall um, human design was I am a pure manifesting generator. So that... It really does take a lot of research to understand all of these different things, but there's tons of resources on the internet, and she also gives you the website to go to to where you can actually pull your human design chart. Just understanding, researching and understanding all of the different aspects of it is the complicated part, and that's where you can pay someone to have them read it to you. Um, Raven does offer, and I think we said at the end of the episode, she does offer a discount to my listeners. I think the code is Thrive and Shine, and we will say it again at the end of the episode if you're interested in that. So it was pretty cool just to have her explain it in depth. It was very interesting and in terms that like I could understand because I feel like some of it is so above my head. But anyways, there's tons of different centers and gates and all of that was so over my head at first and then just kind of understanding it. Um, if you are familiar with chakras, um, they're very similar to that. There's uh, there's more than um, chakras, though. I think the chakras, there's only like five. So there are definitely more there. So back to my reading. Um, let's see, what else did she say? Oh, another thing that she said about me was that I'm a person who can always see both sides. And I'm always, I do always like feel in the middle of things if there's conflict. Because I'm like, even if like one side is very like totally 
just out of nowhere and everyone's like mad at this person. I can always usually see why they have that opinion. So it's a blessing and a curse, I guess, because, you know, I feel in the middle a lot of times, but it is what it is. So one thing I think that you all will, if you haven't already gathered from me, is that I'm a very uppity and like enthusiastic person. So when she got to my throat gate, she brought that up. She said that I'm a 16 and I'm very enthusiastic and I tend to lift people up with my energy. So I think that a lot of people definitely can feel my vibe when I'm around and it's just, I don't know, I'm all, I'm a cheerleader. If you're familiar with Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram three. So I feel that I'm just always a cheerleader, go-getter. Um, I want to make people happy around me and just make them happy. Um, let's see, another thing that we um, moved on to was the G-Center, which is a different portion, is that she said, I was very solid in who I am. Um, I've always felt that way, maybe not so much in my earlier years, but I'm very solid with who I am. I'm not a follower. I do what I want, no matter what other people are doing around me. Um if it's something that is a positive influence, I can sometimes be drifted in that a certain direction, but I am who I am, and that's just the bottom line with me. Um, leader, not a follower. She also said that I'm very intuitive with like how other people feel, like how they feel about themselves. I've always picked up on that. Huge empath. Um Definitely something that I've always been very familiar with. I'm very energy sensitive. What else did she go over? Um, she, when she got to my sacral, we kind of went over um, how I have a burning fire in me every day. And that same part though um it picked up she picked up or in that same gate um there's also whatever gate that I am is a um procrastinator which I am I'm a procrastinator and I will wait till the last minute to do something but that's when I perform my best so and because of that um and the energy the burning fire of energy that I have in my sacral area um it's my energy source, so it helps me get through my procrastinator stage, and that's why I do perform so well whenever I procrastinate. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was so interesting. One thing um, within that same port part um, of the sacral part, she had said that I'm very, like, so with this, I have this burning energy in me, and so there's a lot of times when, you know, if I don't have the energy, I just can't push myself through it and I just literally I'm just like you know what I'm not doing it today and then the next day I might have the energy to do it and I will go knock it out right then and there I don't know it was just so spot on with how I am and I just never even realized it what else did she have oh one funny thing because I've always had a really strong immune system so when she got down to my spleen she said that I have a defined spleen and that basically means that I have a really strong immune system and if I ever am sick, that it totally knocks me on. It's so true because the few times that I ever have sick, had a sickness, um, like last year was the first time I've ever had the flu in my entire life.
before that was the first time I ever had strep throat in my life. And both times it just knocked me completely out. It was just really, really weird. So when she said that, it just like hit home for me. But I just want you all to know that with this, it can really like help you understand other relationships in your life, whether it's friendships or um, even raising your child. That's the one that I'm most interested in is understanding how Presley is more and like understanding why she acts the way she acts and giving her grace if, you know, it is due to her human design. I don't know. It's also interesting, but I hope that you all enjoy the episode as much as I did. I know it was my reading, but like I said, you can go onto websites and read them for free and kind of read your own for free and kind of study up on it and see how what your own human design is. And it's pretty, it's really, really interesting. Anyways, um, thank you again for listening. And if you think that you know somebody who might be interested in the episode, please feel free to share it with them. And I hope you all have a great week. Hey, Raven, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Good. So good to be here. I know. I'm so excited about this episode. Um, so what we're going to discuss today is human design. This is definitely something fairly new to me that one of my friends actually just introduced to me maybe um, a couple of months ago. I still haven't even really had time to like read into it or anything. So when I came across you, I was like, I have to have her on so that we can talk about this and I can learn as the audience is learning. Well, go ahead and tell us how, what brought you to this point? How did you get into human design? Yeah. Well, I was part of a course, which we both were part of, mm-hmm. um, by Kathy Hallard. It's called Made to Do This. And it was um, through that, that someone introduced me to reading my chart, my human design chart. And the only reason I said yes to it is because Danielle Page, um, a well-known astrologer, she was talking about it on her podcast and she had someone and I was like, what does that mean? Because they were talking about like, oh, like I'm a manifester and I'm a, you know, da, 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 da. And I was like, what does that even mean? Like a manifester. And I was like, that sounds really intriguing. So I was like, sure, you can run my chart and we'll see what type I am and all that. And yeah, it was quite, quite amazing. It was, it was a session that I learned all about myself really. And I was like, yep, confirming. Yes. Confirming. Like I already knew that about myself, but to have the freedom and that uh, exploration to mm-hmm. see my blueprint, like to really almost like know what type of direction my path should go or, or like what type of path I should be on versus just feeling like I was floundering around. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, and for me, I, I have a lot of ideas that pop in my head. They just like literally spring into my head and we'll go through the chart. That's because I have a defined head center which can be very confusing because you're constantly having ideas, but not all the ideas are for you. So it was really helpful to know my blueprint to know, okay, that's not for me, but that sounds like I'm going to shelf that. And like, whoever comes across my path, I'm going to share that idea with them because it maybe it's for them. So So it was very to everyone, like what exactly human design is. So if someone has literally never heard the term, what is it? So human design um, is very new. It was downloaded um, from, I guess you could call the heavens, the ethers, whatever. It was like a, it was like a divine download to Ra Uruhu, which is his kind of like name, but it's not his birth name. Mm -hmm. And he was in this, on this island in this retreat. And so he got all this information and he came, it 
came up with this system of how to know the blueprint of our next future. Like really his focus was, this is the next generation and moving forward, like to help them in this world, right? Earth school, if you believe in, you know, our souls have certain energy imprints from the stars. We all have a purpose and a destiny of why we're here. Um, this kind of helps you figure it all out. So it's a combination of numerology, I Ching, um, astrology, and so much more. Like, and there's actual neuroscience with the neutrinos and all that mixed in. And I honestly don't know how he even came up with it. But again, it's considered to be downloaded. So apparently he didn't come up with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's just, it's kind of like running your astrology chart. Mm-hmm. Except you get more of a human blueprint versus a like, here's the solar system blueprint. Like here's your, you know, astrology circle, which can be really confusing with the planets and the houses. This kind of simplifies it all. That is so cool. I know it's so tell. So I guess what you needed for me was my date of birth, the time of birth, yeah. where I was born. That was it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You needed locations because oh, you need all yeah. the latitude. You need the exact time. Yeah. And your date. Yeah. So do we want to go ahead and jump into like just a little bit of my chart and just kind of um, go over that. And then we'll just kind of like talk about some of the things that of why it could like help us in our everyday life and in our relationships and with our families and all of that. Absolutely. I don't like that view. It's too big. Absolutely. So what um, I'm sharing a screen with you so you can see your Mm -hmm. chart that I've pulled up and I've already emailed you this information Mm -hmm. and I'll give you a brief overview of who you are and the most important points that our listeners need to have a takeaway from um, and really apply to their lives once they get their type and their chart. And you can drop your chart for free at Mm geneticmatrix.com. Um, and there's, um, also, um, another one that I'm blanking on because I go to genetic matrix. It's okay. I'm sure you'll think of it. It'll just pop in. At so <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah. And you can just set up an account for yourself for free. Um, you are so amazing, honestly, like, so you're a pure manifesting generator, So what that means, and that's your type. So you can see your type here. It lists Mm -hmm. all your information. Mm -hmm. It lists what type you are, pure manifesting generator. I'll just read what it says, and then I'll explain it. Okay. You are a 5-2 profile, which they're calling it, and these words don't mean anything to what they actually mean, but heretical hermit. (laughs) And then your um, definition is single, and your incarnation cross, which is like your destiny, your soul's life's theme is your LAX distraction one. So this is a a interpersonal one. Then you have all these channels, which we'll go through in your chart. But so you have quite a lot going on, which is some people only have two channels on average, people have three to four. But because you're so super fantastic, and you're a pure manifesting generator, which just a quick thing about a pure manifesting generator is you are a multitasker. You literally like can juggle everything. And like, that's what you're designed to do. That couldn't be more true. Any of my friends that hear that will be like, yes, that is her. I have a million things going on at one time, all the time. Yes. 
And you can maybe to some people who can't do that, you may appear to be kind of scattered and not quite focused. You can't finish things. And that might be in society, like a negative thing, Mm -hmm. but honestly, that is what you're designed to do. And it's okay. You know, you don't, we don't all have to finish everything um, that we start because another thing too, is that you were here as an inspiration. So something you might start might be a perfect time to inspire one person who saw you do that. And then you don't need it anymore because you've already inspired that person and you belong to your next project. And um, so with that being said, all of your channels, it's okay for you. You can handle it. Having all of these defined channels and energies and themes. So a channel is a main theme in your life. So things that you need to work on in earth school, things that you're, you know, you have some karma around that you need to continue to evolve as a person. It just, you know, it's like this perpetual, like, why do I keep having to deal with this kind of a thing? That those are your channels. And a channel you'll see on your chart is a full connection between a center, let's say from 20 here in your throat, all the way down to another center, the sacral 34 in your sacral center. Mm-hmm. So when it's complete like that, it's called a channel. Oh, okay. So probably for the listeners to talk about would be the centers, correct? Do you have questions yeah. about centers? Yes. Okay. So when you look at a design chart, we'll try and verbally explain it. I know. <laughs> you have different centers. If you close your eyes, I'm very visual. So if you close okay. your eyes and you can see your human body, it's like the chakras. Chakra is that's also another thinking. system that's in here. There's just an additional chakra here about the will and the spleen. Mm. So those two are added to the traditional seven chakras. But the, so the top is the head, kind of like the crown chakra. So again, that's where you get your inspiration and your ideas. And so if you have one open as yourself, your inspiration is being received from the outside, which can be very confusing at times because you're being bombarded. So anytime you have an open center, you're amplifying somebody else's defined centers or everybody else's, depending on you know what type of environment you're in. And if you have that defined, like myself, you literally can close your eyes and an idea will just manifest and pop in your head. Just happens from the inside out. And so with the next one down below, it's another triangle. It's called the Ajna. So this is where you are conceptualizing, similar to the third eye chakra. So it's, again, a connection to the universe. It's a connection where you conceptualize the ideas that have been inspired and shoved down into your conceptualized brain. And so yours is um, open, which means it's undefined. And again, that just means that you're amplifying, you're kind of a direct, for you, you're like a direct link to the universe versus it being uh, defined or filled in like a color. That would be someone who kind of is closed off and can conceptualize quickly, but they're not very, um, they don't see two sides of an issue. Like Mm -hmm. you, you're like a Libra. You can, and you think that's in your chart, you, you can actually see like I see this side and I see this person's side too like why can't we just come in the middle and I'll get along and figure it out yes whereas a defined Ajna person would be like no it's this way and my way or the highway kind of a person I love that I love that (laughs) yeah so then you have a defined throat 
which is amazing and it mm-hmm. makes sense. So you and there's these different channels, these numbers inside your centers all kind of are they're called gates and so they contain different energies. So you have I just wrote down what you have to find. Like you're a person who has an enthusiastic voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In your throat, you have um, 16 defined as a gate. So that means you have an enthusiastic voice. Um, When you speak to someone, you just like, just even meeting you, you have that enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is the thing. Yeah, these gates and these centers, when they're defined, they they are you. You are Mm -hmm. born with them and you absolutely like have always had them. And the, the body over here in the red, you've actually had them since three months before you were born. Oh my gosh. And the mind is the minute you were born. So like, that's the difference if you're looking at the red and the black. Okay. So the red is three months before you were born. That's in, that's locked in, that's you. And then the black is the locked in, that's you, the, the minute you were born. So you have a very influential and unifying voice. So you're probably, again, with that whole, you know, seeing both sides, open Ajna, you're probably the person in the group that says, hey, let's all figure this out. And everyone stops and listens. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You are a great storyteller. You have that gate defined in your throat. You remember the past Mm -hmm. and you share it if it's Mm -hmm. yours or someone else's. And you express who you are, just Mm -hmm. your being and who you are through like everything that you talk about. Mm -hmm. So when you have a defined throat center, um, you speak eloquently, you speak very concisely, you speak about these things that are defined, and you choose when you speak and you choose your words wisely versus somebody with an open throat center can talk on and on and on sometimes Mm -hmm. for us people who have defined throats we're like get to the point get to the point and that's okay because that's just who they are or they might be quiet but they might have a tendency to blurt out you know like my husband has an open throat center which I thought was very odd because he's a very quiet man he doesn't talk much however it's it's the funniest nuance I've ever experienced is like, he'll be in the bathroom and he'll just be like, blah, blah, blah. He'll just blurt like a noise. And I'm like, what was that? <laughs> I <laughs> feel like hilarious. my husband will be open throat for sure because he is <laughs> like, blah, 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 on and on and on. His dad was like that. He's like that. So his is definitely going to be open. If it's not, I'm going to be really surprised. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes it will surprise you. Yeah. But yeah, the typical is like they they don't quite they can't quite find the end to their story. They continue to talk on and on. And yes. Yes. So it's good to know it like, for instance, we talk about relationships with our husbands and with your children. It's good to know which child has what type of center in your throat because you can help train that open throat to be able to think and then speak rather than because people don't really like to sit and listen on and on. It's just the reality of the world. Mm-hmm. I know that is so <laughs> Or like, you know, not interrupting. Yeah, right. Exactly. This is so interesting. I love this all. I love it all. I knew I would, but I'm like, it's yeah. crazy how spot on it is so far. It's cool. Yeah, it is. It is every time. 
So then the um, next center right below your throat is this diamond and it's called the G center, identity center or self center, whatever you want to call it. They're all interchangeable. And it's really just all about your ego, yourself and who you are. And for you, yours is defined. So again, since birth, you are solid in who you are. You know, you, you never wandered from wondering you know, who I am. And, you know, you just have a really solid self to, uh, defined. And if one has something open, that's not bad. What that means is, yes, in your teens, you might feel a little bit influenced or you might get caught into the wrong crowd. So, again, knowing if your child has an open G center is huge, too, to make sure that they're in the right crowd of people. Because what they do when you have that open, again, is you're amplifying other people. So you have a real sense and you actually feel like, oh, that person's feeling really sad or not even feeling like they just, it's hard to describe. Yeah. You're very intuitive in the sense that you know how people feel about themselves or even are about themselves, not Mm -hmm. even feel. And so you're very empathic. Um, but when you know with the defined, you just you are who you are. And it's mm-hmm. eh, that other person, we don't know. I don't really care about that. Yep. <laughs> eh, whatever. You do, but it's not right. You yeah. don't feel it. You yeah. don't amplify. It. Yeah. Good. And for you, you're you have so much power. You can see your your channels here from your throat is connected to your your self-center, is connected to your sacral, all like multiply linked which is really very influential very powerful so your being is coming from your sacral moving all the way up to your throat and speaking about it and then your actual you know self is all speaking about it and living like by example you have your will center here you have an open will center So as well as I do, so you want to be careful about what you say yes to, which is the main thing about your type and your authority, which for our listeners, I think is important to touch on now to skip to that. So in this, and it really relates to the will center, because if you have an open will center, you don't want to go buy something really big and important without a wingman, without somebody with a defined will center with you. (laughs) because you will be sold over and over and you'll be like yes let's go jump off the cliff and then you're like falling off the cliff you're like why did I do this (laughs) you come home you're like you always have buyer's remorse that is the open will center because you're you when you're around somebody with a divine defined center and those salespeople that are very good salespeople have a defined will center and you you come home, you're not around them. You're not amplifying their desire to, for you to buy that thing. And you realize I really didn't want that car, or I really didn't want that. I really didn't want to sign up for that MLM or whatever it is, you know, right? you, you have to be careful. And I think for those who have the defined will center need to also be careful yep. to make sure you're not tricking people Um, you know, really living and selling with integrity and people who have a defined wealth center aren't always salespeople, but they're always going to just uh, drive other people in whatever they're wanting to do. Like, oh, let's go do a 5k, you know, like they have this strong will and desire to do something. And that's awesome. Like they have that talent, but not all of us have that. So we're not losers if we don't keep with the diet or can't finish the 5k. 
Right. Know? Yes. <laughs> it's just us. That's so funny. So to go to your um your authority and your strategy, really. So as a pure, meaning pure is you have a sacral defined, and that is your energy source. So that center for you is defined. It's the center right below your G. It's red. It's like fire. It is where ev- all your energy to do anything comes from. And you have it, like you have a burning fire in you every day and you need to exhaust it. And um, that's also where you're going to get your decision-making. So should I buy this car? You need to stop and ask yourself yes or no questions. Start practicing with little stuff. And with the big decisions, you're literally going to make a noise that when we were told when we were children, that was rude. You need to bring that back and you need to say, "Uh uh-huh, for yes. Literally, that is your power and how you're going to make your decisions. And you're going to ask yourself, do I really like ask your gut, should I do this? And the answer may be no. And that's going to be a uh-uh. Like that might come right away. Like, uh-uh. Yeah. Or, uh, hmm, that's it. I'll think about it. Give it time. And when you make decisions with that authority, you will be a, a, in alignment with the universe and with your soul and with the right choices in your life. Other people have different authorities, but for you with the sacral, you have that authority. And as a pure manifesting generator, the important thing to know for your strategy is, um, you know how Nike has that slogan, just do it. Mm-hmm. We all think that like, or even in school, like everyone sits down. We're all conditioned that you need to do your homework. You need to just do it and you need to turn it in or you're going to F, right? Like that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're conditioned. But not all of us are generators, right? Generators are the workers who have that defined sacral. We can bang out, you know, uh, an essay and turn it in the next morning. We can procrastinate and do all-nighters. Whereas for some people who don't have that sacral center defined, they can't. If they try and be like that, they will burn out. They don't have that ignited flame in their body all the time, that energy source. So it's important for those who have the open to give yourself time to pace yourself, to not push yourself and to not initiate. Like, oh, I have an idea for a business. I wanna start it. I wanna build it. I wanna uh, advertise it. That's something that it takes a lot of different elements for to be aligned with the universe. Rather than just doing it, you, for instance, as a pure manifesting generator, your strategy is to envision right? Because you have mm-hmm. the ideas mm-hmm. that can come from outside and v- visualize to the end. You know, I see this business, it can go this, it doesn't have to be business, it can be anything. But for instance, a business, I see it going here. I see people being drawn to it here. I see all these things, conceptualize it. And then you get to wait to respond. So instead of, you know, If you feel like it, you have the generator, you know, you have that generator worker, you can build a website, you can do all that, but I would not advise pushing it, right? Like don't spend money on ads yet on that website because you have a vision, you need to envision it and then wait for it, for your opportunity to come. Be out there and say, I'm 
doing this. I'm passionate about this, just like you did with me. I'm not a manifesting generator. I'm just a generator. So the second part is my main, you know, strategy in life is constantly waiting to respond. So you get to visualize and then wait to respond where I just have to torturously sit and wait to respond. (laughs) But do you see how it lined up so beautifully? You said, I I saw you post, like I still be, I saw you post about human design. Mm -hmm. You like stuck in my head. And so you reached out to me to talk about human design and to run your chart. That's so funny. So I was living in alignment with my strategy in that you know, to give an example, because that's the hardest thing for us to conceptualize. Yeah. Makes so much sense. That's so crazy. And I was cracking up whenever you're talking about the procrastinating and like waiting to the last minute, because I work so good under pressure. (laughs) So I will, I purposely just let everything pile up and then I'll just bang it out, you know, just all together. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, especially with you being a multitasker, you could probably procrastinate yeah. three projects and then get them all done in one yeah. shot. Yep. Yeah. And you that interesting you talk about procrastinating, that the next um center down below your root center, mm-hmm. it is defined. So it's good. You it might feel like a negative social connotation that you're procrastinating, mm-hmm. but you're actually living according to your cycle in your root. You do not have this constant when you have an open route you literally feel like like this constant pressure and anxiety to get everything done like now like oh my gosh like we have to we have to like start packing because we're moving like currently mm-hmm. I'm thinking about that because I am and I've been literally packing and purging for like three weeks <laughs> this is like so what are you funny. doing <laughs> like uh, I just like I feel anxiety like I have to get something done so I'm ready and prepared yeah. versus you someone else would be like oh it's fine I'll just when I when I have the energy and the cycle comes around for you to have that adrenaline to get you moving forward then you do it yep sounds mm-hmm. exactly right on point <laughs> so it's not procrastination right it is your cycle yeah that, I mean, cause it feels natural to me, you know, that's, that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. And it's quite interesting how in tune we are to ourselves without even knowing what right. we're doing and what we are. So your solar plexus here on the right, it is, um, open. So that means you amplify other people's emotions. The solar plexus is all about emotional cycles. What somebody who is a defined and colored in solar plexus. They, just like your root center has a cycle of productivity and non-productivity, theirs has a high, I'm happy, a medium, I'm like whatever, neutral, and then a bottom, I'm low. So there's this kind of constant time like cycle to it. And you'll probably start to notice whom is who, and especially once you start running charts of your family members, who is influencing (laughs) right? Who is influencing the emotions of the household? Yeah. And yeah. it usually isn't the one who is the loudest. That's because that's us. That's I'm also have an open um, solar plexus center like you. We, again, amplify the emotions of somebody else. So if someone's angry or upset, this can tend to make those of us who have the open center people pleasers. This is where the people pleaser comes from. So number one, right, and step to recovery of anything is recognizing it and know that this people pleaser is because you don't want to feel 
that uncomfortable anger 10 times magnified. So you're like, whatever, whatever, like, (laughs) please, please, whatever makes you happy. I don't want to feel this icky feeling that I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the person, it's just a cycle. And yes, they can have a calmer cycle. They can be better about being angry with their, you know, letting the poison of negative thoughts affect them, but there is still kind of a cycle, even though if they're neutral, they might just be really quiet and you're like, Oh, why are they quiet? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. They're quiet. And so you still feel it. So recognizing that is very key. And then for you, your spleen is defined. So when you have a colored in spleen center, that means that you have a strong immune system. And so that's really great. That's uh, but huge it also because can... I'm never sick, ever, ever. <laughs> if I'm sick, the world's coming to an end. There you go. And I was just going <laughs> to mention, if you do get sick, it's because literally you've been ignoring the yeah. signs because <laughs> you are so strong. Yeah. And then the sickness will knock you on your you know, back yeah. and you'll have to be in the bed for a couple of days mm-hmm. versus somebody who has an open spleen. Um, they have, again, they're amplifying things from outside themselves. So they're amplifying the different diseases. So they do tend to catch different small bugs. Maybe they have actual real big issues if they're really feeding into their fears in their life mm-hmm. that manifest in their body. Yeah. Wow. That is so crazy. I love seeing that it's so similar to like the chakra system, except for the couple yeah. little extras in there, but that is so cool and interesting. Um, can you explain, and maybe you could use like your, you and your husband, for example, like how this can benefit a relationship, like how, um, something of yours, something of his that you've noticed. Um, and then you all have like worked on something. Oh yeah. So the other thing that's huge is you, um, you'll notice that's you, once you run your partner's chart and you put them next to each other, a lot of times you'll have a handful of gates that are, are hanging that are not connected like a channel Mm -hmm. that, that pair up, that become a channel together when you're together. How cool is that? And then you're like, Oh man, like for instance, mine, um, is between the will and the throat. I have a hanging gate from the throat. Um, that is all about like how to, like how to appropriate where funds go kind of like, it's called like the King and queen. It's like you rule over like where all of the resources go, but it stops. It doesn't connect to then the will center, which my husband has. And his is like, it's the gatekeeper. So it's like, you know, those people who are um, managing the resources and bringing in the resources and knowing exactly what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So it's really, cause I've always struggled with like actually being able to make a lot of money successfully. I'm a great worker for somebody else. I'm a great employee, but it was so relieving to see that in my chart. I'm like, okay, yes, I'm not a money-making loser. Like I just, I'm really good about telling people where to spend their money, but <laughs> My husband's got the other side. So I'm set. That is so hilarious. I love how that all ties together. What about your kids? What is something cool that you've noticed with like your kids and just like being able to understand the way that they work and operate, I guess, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, um, 
both of mine are emotionally driven, which I just have to say that can be difficult for they both have a defined solar plexus and they both meaning that all of their authorities are driven through emotions. So it's like what their wants are, their body and their brain thinks that, that that's what they need. So, you know, those, you know, childhood temper tantrums were like 10 times more because they really thought that they needed that. So for me, it was learning how to not amplify that as an open solar plexus at number one. And um, number two, just being able to be that steady rock and allow them to be really upset about it and then hold the space for them. Because mm-hmm. most children with the defined emotional solar plexus, they need to not be told stop crying because it's their cycle. It is not, like, so when you say that, you're saying like you as a person are emotionally right now not supposed to be doing this, but it, it is who they, it's part of who they are. So you just have to hold space, which was really hard for me because I would feel their crying and their pain like 10 yeah. times fold. And as a mom, it, it was agonizing. So I think if that might be something in those charts that you could recognize with your children, if you're really feeling that, that's what's playing on. Like that's the interplay there. I love that. I just, I can't wait to run my daughters because I'm so on a level where I'm like, I want to understand her. So I'm always trying to get down on her level. My husband is not, I'm trying to teach them to be, cause I'm like, she's not just crying for no reason. You know, there's a reason why like just, she's not a bad kid at all, but you know, she has her little tantrums, but in my mind behind those tantrums is something is going on there. She's not doing it for no reason. You know, is she having anxiety? Is she emotional and once needs to talk? You know, I mean, just whatever it might be. So that's so, that's so, yeah. She could be, yeah, depending on what she is. I mean, the little ones, they cry a lot. So again, no matter what their solar plexus is, you just have to hold space for them because it's just a phase. It's not yeah. like they're going to cry when they're adult like that. And actually, we should be healthily crying out our stuff sure. appropriately you know, (laughs) so we're not holding it in, but society always teaches us like, be quiet. Don't have these icky feelings. Cause, and maybe he has the open solar plexus. Maybe he doesn't want to deal with it either. And men have their different way of doing that too. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on today and doing this with me. I loved it. And I think some of my listeners will definitely love this and hopefully we'll be reaching out. Can you tell everybody where they can reach you and what services you might offer? I know you do more than human design, what you offer, where they can reach you. If you have a Facebook group, all the stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I have a Facebook page and that's return to calm and as well as a Facebook group return to calm mom. And uh, my Instagram is return to calm mom. And so my whole goal with this, I'm offering the human design readings, any coaching, um, you know, just to help with the families, help with you, you know, a lot of this too. I'm writing a book that hopefully we published this year, um, but it's about, you know, uh, an empath's guide to recovering from an abusive relationship. Oh, I love so that. all the centers, all of this in human design, like really help you understand truly. Yes, I get it. I am an empath. Even if you already knew you're an empath, it's like, but what are the tools and what, how can I safeguard myself from all this? So yeah. Oh, I love that so much. And also we have a code 
Um, it's Thrive and Shine, right? So if they enter that code, they'll get, what will they get? I can't remember. <laughs> 20% off their okay. reading. Yeah, 20% off. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to run your chart. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to pop back in and tell you thank you for listening to this episode. If there is anyone in your life that you think might want to hear this episode, please feel free to share it with them. It will only help my podcast grow. If you could also go and hit the subscribe button, you will get notified every single time a new episode is released. Also, if you'd like to go rate and review if you like the podcast, please feel free to do that and shoot me a message if you do of maybe like a screenshot and I will send you a small token of my appreciation in return. You can connect with me on Instagram at thrive and shine underscore wellness. I also have a Facebook page called thrive and shine wellness. I have a Facebook healthy lifestyle group as well. And the name of that is thrive and shine wellness, healthy lifestyle group. I also have a website. It is www.thriveandshinewellness.org. And if you need to reach me, you can either send me a message through social media or you can email me at info at thriveandshinewellness.org.